Good morning. Welcome to Central Baptist Church this morning. We're so glad that you have joined us for early worship. Uh, now that we are finally into the throes of summer, I believe, with the weather outside, um, I want you to know that you are welcome this morning. We're so glad that you are here with us to worship. Um, yesterday, uh, we were out at the Pride Festival, and you'll see on, uh, on the, the table here, um, uh, per uh, Larry's sermon from last week in 11 o'clock worship, uh, we've invited folks to, uh, to write down the name that lifts them up. So um, you can come and, uh, and look at this uh, after the service if you'd like to, or even during our prayer time later. And uh, as we invited folks just to write down something uh, that, uh, that, uh, that was maybe identifying about themselves. And some folks just wrote some kind notes to us as well on the sheet but it was a beautiful place and i don't know if there is a is a an event that i go to throughout the year that i see more joy uh more compassion and love and acceptance than at the pride festival whenever um whenever we go down there and yesterday uh Rachel and I fought over this story. We didn't fight. <laughs> she, she said I could tell it, so <laughs> otherwise she would have won. So um, uh, uh, somebody came up to the table and uh, said to us, you know that, uh, that, that her son had come to Central, but not for a church, but we have a group that meets here and has met here for years now. The Festival of Strings has come, and they come and they use our facilities uh, once a week during the summer every year. Um, and, uh, and her son was involved in this group, and she said that Central was the first church that she had seen where uh, we had had signage that said, you are welcome here, uh, to welcome all people, no, man, no matter uh, their, uh, their sexual identity or gender identity, you are, you are welcome here in this place. And uh, she said it with tears in her eyes to us, thank you uh, for bringing that message. And I can tell you, it is such an honor for me to be part of this place, um, to be able to be part of, of this work that was started long ago, uh, and to now get to, uh, to be uh, part of this group that has chosen to take a stand uh, for these issues that are so important uh, to us, to our well-being, for our beloved community together. <coughs> So, um, this morning, we again have the chance to come together and to recognize that we have many names. We have many names that have been given to us, some that lift us up, some that push us down. Uh, but God invites us to this place to be able to hear again and to listen for the whisper of the divine to us, to say our true name, to say that we are welcome and that we are beloved. So, let's worship together. So as we begin, we light the candle to celebrate Christ's presence in us, among us, and surrounding us every day. And as you're able, will you stand and join me in the call to worship? Come, bless the Lord, in whom we find our refuge and safety. Come, bless us, Lord, you who gives us a rich inheritance 
and surrounds us with abundance. Come, bless us, Lord, you who guides us on the path to eternal life, whose presence strengthens and sustains us. Let us worship God together. And now may we pass the peace of Christ to one another.
So our scripture reading this morning comes from Galatians 5, 13 through 25, and I will be reading the cotton patch gospel version of this Galatian passage. And if I slip into my southern drawl, um, and sometimes I do. <laughs> so, as I was reading through this. So you, my brothers and sisters, were invited to sit at the freedom table, but even so, don't use your freedom for any physical advantage. Instead, serve one another in a spirit of love. For the whole social code can be summed up in one sentence. Leave your neighbor as yourself. But if you snap and bite one another, be careful that you don't eat each other up. My advice is, walk in the spirit and don't let human desire go to seed. For the body has in it has it in for the conscience, and the conscience has it in for the body, for the two are directly opposed to each other. That is why you cannot run wild doing as you please. Now, if you are guided by the conscience, you are not under the sway of social custom. It is clear that the results of being guided by the body are loose sex relations, filthiness, unbridled lust, worshiping gadgets, trickery, hostile feeling, division, jealousy, temper tantrums, bootlicking, snobbery, arguments, envy, tippling, horsing around, and things like these. I am calling to your attention now, just as I did previously, that all who practice such things as these will not be counted in on the God movement. <coughs> on the other hand, the results of the spirit-led life are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, loyalty, humility, and self-control. There is no law against things of this nature. And true Christians have subdued the body with its unruly passions and cravens. If we are people of conscience, then let's stick by our conscience. Just don't be arrogant, nor ridicule one another, nor be envious. Of each other. In, uh, in just a few moments, Rachel Childress is going to come and offer our sermon this morning. Um, I don't need to introduce Rachel, I don't think. She's been here since 78? 79, 79, and uh, is, uh, we're grateful for her ministry here in this church and for her ministry in the community as well with Habitat as the CEO for, for, for Habitat and, uh, and grateful for, uh, for the wonderful word that we know that she's going to bring this morning. So thank you for being here this morning with us, Rachel.
to the freedom table where love's laid a feast, where the plates are filled with plenty to eat. Come with me. second time that I've chosen to be the last in a series of sermons. I don't know what ever made me think that was a good idea. As I've listened through the weeks, uh, last week I thought I should just change my sermon title to what they said and just do a recap. The work of preaching comes in finding ways to share the gospel in a way that will facilitate the love of God in us so that it, it will overflow unto others. So a sermon's really a weekly vaccine to protect us from and prepare us for the world in which we live. So I thank you for the privilege and the honor to be entrusted with this task of trying to capture your attention and connect with your hearts. The gospel lesson, which we did not read this morning, comes from Luke chapter 9, and this is a series of familiar stories <clears throat> where 
Jesus is set for Jerusalem. He knows the time is closing out, but he has to go through Samaria, and he is rejected by those. He then hears a series of, I want to follow you, but I need to bury my father. I need to do this. So there's this chapter in which Jesus has sent out the disciples, fed the 5,000, been declared the Messiah, predicted his death twice, been transfigured, and healed a demon-possessed boy. So he's done all these things, and they reject him. So what kind of threat could Jesus possibly be? Well, he was a threat to their way of life. He proclaimed an incredible equality counter to the beliefs and practices and acknowledgement that God has created everything. <clears throat> and I think we can all identify with being rejected. Maybe it was a job or promotion we did not receive. Maybe we didn't make the athletic team or the debate club. Maybe we weren't invited to lunch. Maybe someone crossed the street when they saw us approaching. Maybe it's Delaney not feeling comfortable going to her grandparents' church because no one looks like her there. Maybe it was that walk home every day in seventh grade when the boys in the Trinity school bus yelled and barked at me. But we're not only victims, we're perpetrators. We notice things about each other that are different and we qualify those differences. So in spite of our call to love God and others and ourselves, we look for ways to criticize, belittle, and even hate. In the first quote that's in your order of worship, Anne Lamott describes this as looking for loopholes, reasons we find not to love. So we reject Jesus anytime we take an action against creation. So let me first is a rejection just as much as those Samaritans who turned away. <clears throat> Maybe even more so because as would-be followers, we know better. We know better. I will follow, but let me first. Let me first look down on you because you're not one of the cool kids. You live north of Main Street or on the street. You buy your clothes at Goodwill. You take fast food orders, clean hotel rooms, or pick up our recycling. Your accent's funny, and when I call for support, I want someone who speaks English first. You came here from a different country, and I want my Habitat money to go to a locally born family. You don't look like me, you don't talk like me, you don't smell like me, you don't think like me, you don't love like me. We use these differences we find as bludgeons instead of blessings. I am, you're not. So we look for loopholes, we look for these reasons to look down on folks. And sometimes even our looking up has in it inherent a looking down. Because looking up can be a compliment or a sign of respect, but inside us often when we look up, we're looking down on ourselves which mean we ignore that third admonition we heard about loving ourselves. Wayne Oates says this in this classic from many, many years ago, The Struggle to be Free. <clears throat> he says, I began to look across at all people. 
I work at this as my daily discipline to walk humbly with God and comradely with people. For all of us are made in the image of God. All of us are bought with the same price of the death of Jesus Christ. All of us who were once no people are now the people of God. My calling has been gently to take off the cheap price tags people place on themselves and ask permission to bestow the price tag God, our heavenly parent, has placed on us with a love that is more than human love. For this, nobody need ever walk in shame. So we've got to learn to look across. So if Raleigh Kincaid and I stand next to each other, we're not going to see eye to eye. Not even in that idiomatic understanding, perhaps, on other kinds of issues. But I've never doubted that Raleigh and I care about each other heart to heart. Looking across also means we have to look in the mirror. Stephen Covey says, we're not our feelings, we're not our moods, we're not even our thoughts. And I thank God this is true because I tell you, not pretty, not pretty up there. Brene Brown invites us to own our worthiness as an act of an acknowledgement that we are sacred. We must acknowledge our sacredness, rejoice in the assurance that we were created by God and loved by God, and knowing that if we are made of sacred stuff with our own crazy thoughts and moods and feelings, we can recognize and embrace the others God created and loves. It's what it means when we say, love your neighbor as yourself. And it's not easy. It's not easy. We want God to be formed in our image of thought and behavior. We want to use God to justify our rejections. Anne Lamott is is one of my favorite writers. I really resonate with her. And she said it like this. Jesus kept harping on forgiveness and loving one's enemies, so I decided to try. Why couldn't Jesus command us to obsess about everything, to try to control and manipulate people, to try not to breathe at all, or to pay attention, stomp away to brood when people annoy us, and then eat a big bag of Hershey's Kisses in bed? I choose Reese's Cups, but it's close enough. So how do we overcome these let me firsts? Rejoice in the diversity of the sacred and love. Well, Brene Brown tells us to connect. Connection's why we're here. We're hardwired to connect with others. It's what gives purpose and meaning to our lives, and without it, they're suffering. And this writer of Galatians and Clarence Jordan's words also tell us to connect. You heard it from Kara. Sit at the freedom table and serve in a spirit of love not snapping or biting or being arrogant, ridiculing or being envious. So the results of love are seen not only in what we do not do, but what we do. This love of God in us enables us to act with those fruits of the spirit we learned back in GAs and RAs, if you had that with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, loyalty, humility, and self-control. 
even if we would rather stomp away and brood and eat chocolate. And the reality is at Central, we're really good at this. We are open and inviting. We integrate differences into our sense of community, Larry Gray's words. We're public about it, like at Pride, and with Aaron, it is the most joyful place I ever go. We do not shy away from what I call, affectionately, being part of the heretic Baptist church. So the collage in the hall over here that the youth made sums it up for me. Whoever welcomes a child in my name welcomes me. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. How can we follow Jesus with our whole hearts? Love one another, grow in our love for God, help each other grow in love for God. So I want to do more looking across, relating heart to heart. It's what we're called to do. It's who we were created to be. And I am so grateful to be part of this congregation who has battled and believed and modeled and ministered for me. Thank you. Begin our response this morning by singing together a song you'll find printed in your orders of worship. Walk with you. Walk in kindness, teach us, Lord, to walk with you. 
Lord, to walk in mercy. Teach us, Lord, to walk in truth. Teach us, Lord, to walk in presence of God. I invite you to take this time in just a few moments. I'll play quietly and you'll have the opportunity if you want to come and light a candle. Um, maybe I'll move off to the side if you want to come and you want to look up uh, at some of the, the words that you find printed here uh, that folks have written down. If you want to uh, sit and to pray quietly. If you want to focus on your breath. Maybe if you want to imagine that person that you need to look across from. Maybe if we need to take some time to allow the love of God to sink deeper into our hearts, to call us again by our true name, that we might feel that love grow within ourselves, to spread out to those around us. So as we begin this time of response, let's read together our call to prayer. I invite you to read along with me now. Loving God, Jesus commanded the disciples to love one another, but loving is so very hard. It is so very hard to love when I'm hurting. Jesus commands us to love as we have been loved, sacrificially, unconditionally, radically. To proclaim, to embody, to incarnate. Lover of peace. Turn our hearts from anger, strife, discord, and hatred. And let your love reign amongst and between us and be a shining example for us to emulate. Healer of the world, prod us to reach out to the unclean, vulnerable, and abandoned. May the world know us. May the world know you. Because of the love we have for you, for one another, and for ourselves. Lord, hear our prayers.
your word fall onto our ear, sink down deep into our hearts, that the words that we offer to you, that the thanks that we give you, that the things that we say that we believe would be exemplified in our lives. us to see your grace unfold in our hearts, that we might be overtaken with your love and with your grace and with your acceptance. So there is nothing left for us to do. But offer that same grace and love to others. Thank you, God, for being so hard to understand, for being so elusive, so confusing and confounding that you are beyond all of our reason, that you are beyond all of our ability to ascertain or to contain you or to box you in or to limit you in any way. Continue to push us out beyond where we are, to invite us to new life that is always just ahead, always beckoning us onward into a fuller and wider acceptance of you, of those you call beloved. And even of ourselves. We thank you, God. We offer these prayers in the name of Jesus. Amen. So glad that you have joined us for worship this morning. Thank you so much, Rachel, for calling us to action, for calling us to, uh, to see differently this morning. Um, and uh, so grateful that, that you all were here uh, this morning and that we have had the opportunity to worship together, to see differently, and uh, to be inoculated again for this week. <laughs> so there's a lot of other things that are going on uh, at the church, too. You'll find out more about those on the sign-up table out there. We invite you to, uh, to join us. Um, and uh, and the, the different things that we have going on. Uh, the book group has continued. We met this past week and have had some wonderful discussions um, about Silas House's uh, book, uh, Southernmost, 
Uh, we still have a couple of copies left out there and you can go ahead and begin reading and we've got our groups uh, kind of set up for, for next month too, which is coming up pretty soon. Um, so, uh, so we invite you to, to join us for that. You'll find uh, other events as well uh, going on out there at the sign-up table. But now, if you would, uh, let's stand together and we will sing a closing song together, our song of sending, We Are One in the Spirit, number 300. Christians by our love 